0: Front Porch Confessional, your weekly Debo podcast. My name is Jeff Gokey, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode 132. Uh, Hope you're having a great day wherever you're at, whatever time of day it is. I got to be honest, I am uh, getting a little exhausted uh, from this quarantine life. Our family has been quarantining since November, let's see, 16th today is December fourth, and so uh, our wonderful older son uh, came in from school. Uh, we celebrated him, and he left us a, a dear gift of COVID. And so it's kind of run its uh, run its rampantness through our family. Uh, all everybody except for my daughter has gotten it, and so I'm on the tail end. We're all on the tail end of it, but boy, oh boy, I miss the ocean. I miss just normal things like going to the grocery store, silly things, right? I miss going over to friends' houses and hanging out with them. And I, I'm actually, I think, learning some really good lessons uh, about myself about this period of time. Like, I, I, really do love people. I really, I think, have uh, grown to understand there are certain people in my life. Like, man, I, you go like three, three weeks without being with them, and it's like I really, really miss being with them. And so. Anyway, and honestly, I, I miss going to church. Um, that's another thing. Like I, I really miss being present on a Sunday morning, um, and so I, I've I've missed all those things. Um, but I've I've still been able to go on walks and be wise in that way. Um, but and that's been great. And again, slowing down a little bit. But man, I'm telling you what, I miss the ocean. I miss um, just the normal parts of life, and so. I don't know. It's made me grateful for friends. It's made me grateful for a lot of those very small, normal things. Um, Makes me really, really grateful for the ocean. And, um, you know, when you don't have those things for a period of time, you start to, to think like, wow, you know, really grateful for. Um, the freedoms to go to a grocery store, like how available that is. And when you don't have that, (laughs) you know, you're like, oh my gosh, well, how am I going to get this? And how am I going to get that? So I don't know, just feeling really grateful, uh, but also missing those things as well. So I hope even in the, I I would imagine, like during this period of time that many of you are going through similar things. Um, We know right now that a lot of people are, are getting COVID and getting locked down. And so I want you to know, like, uh, I resonate with that, um, but I also want to use it as an opportunity to learn. You know, reflect, be grateful, be thankful for the things um, that that maybe you've gone without. But now, as a result of going without, you're like, "Wow, I'm really thankful for those things." So it's been a good time for me to be able to slow down and uh, be thankful for some of those things. So um, I want to say thank you, thank you for all those who of you who continue to listen week in and week out. I mean, 132 podcasts is no joke. And I know some of you have listened to every single one of them. And so I love that... We get to go on this journey together. We get to learn together and grow together. So, thank you so much for subscribing and and sharing those with friends. And uh, I really do appreciate it. And those who continue to give on Patreon, p a t r e o n dot com forward slash frontporchconfessional dot com. Thank you so much for financially being a part of that. If you'd like to to be a part of uh, this podcast financially, you can just go there to that website. Uh, and you can sign up for just a mo- monthly donation. Um, and I send some blog posts off and do some other little things as a result of that. So thank you for all of the, you who continue uh, to be a part of that. All right. Our passage today is Exodus thirty-three eleven. Exodus thirty-three eleven says this. Thus, the Lord used to speak to Moses face to face as a man speaks to his friend. When Moses turned again into the camp, his assistant Joshua, the son of Nun, a young man would not depart from the tent. Uh, I, I, uh, as a part of being with Ben, I was talking about how last time we were with Ben, which was a few weeks ago, uh, and I I talked about it a little bit, but we celebrated his uh, 20th 20th birthday, which is crazy to me, and uh, as a result of that, I just get time with each of the kids. I want to go spend time with each of the kids on a one-on-one basis, and, you know, Ben and I just, we continue to have these sweet times in um, together, where, you know, we'll talk about the past, and we'll talk about things that I could have done really good, and things that I have really failed, and, and so I keep bringing this up because I do think it's important. It's been very, very important for me uh, but I think it's important for him as well. And as he's been reflecting over the years and he just said, you know, when we first moved to California, which was four and a half years ago, he's like, you were you were like gone, like mentally, like for about he said, I would say for about three to four months, like you just were at home, but you weren't home. And we all felt it and we all knew, knew it, but but you didn't. And you just you weren't available. I mean, you were there but you weren't available. And, he, and I just missed that relationship with you. I missed your presence. I missed your listening ear. I missed your advice. I missed going and having those special times with you, but, but you were just gone. And I started thinking about that. And again, like those are painful moments to remember, but they're also moments that are enduring because I start to realize, and he, he did say this, he said, but I feel your presence now. I feel like you're here. I feel like you're listening to me, that you see me, that you care about me. And I've always known that you have loved me, but I just desired that presence with you. And so, again, like as I was reflecting on that, and I was going, um, he desired that, has over the years, desired that deep relationship with his dad, and yet I was busy and running off and trying to accomplish and execute. And, you know, and I'm, I'm wired that way. I'm a three on the Enneagram. And so I'm a doer, like I get it done. I want to execute. And there's a part of me that feels really successful and alive when I do that. But what I realize uh, now, and I didn't, but that I didn't realize then is I was rejecting my son and a relationship, a deep relationship that he desired to have with me, but because I was running off and, and trying to you know, I don't know, be successful or prove myself. I I missed out on it. And that's what I love about this passage, this passage. And as I have reflected on it, kind of taken some time and thought through it, I can't help, but think about relationship. I can't help, but think about Moses and I can't help, but ask like what created this intentional relationship where God spoke to Moses like, Humans talk to each other face to face, like a friend, like a real friend is what the passage was saying. I mean, I think we would all say like, oh man, I, I want that. Like, <laughs> I desperately, desperately want that. I want to hear from God. I, I think, I don't know if anyone listening to this podcast would say that they wouldn't want that. Like, I think we would all say like, we, I want him to speak to me that way right? I want him to talk to me that way. And why does Moses get this? And yet it seems so difficult for the rest of us. And so I was, I was trying to sit through and sit down and try to process through how powerful this statement is that, that God made about he and Moses. I just wanted to one, think about myself and then kind of challenge you to think about yourself and your relationship. You know, I'm sure There are many, many reasons um, that that is the case, where we don't sense and we don't feel His presence. But as I kind of sat down and was working through this passage in my own life and my own desire to have a deep, deep, deep relationship with God, I I just thought of a couple things, a couple things that came to mind that I think they're things that I'm trying to work on in my own life. Um, I'm hoping that many of you are doing the same, but... Um, One of the things I started thinking through was availability. Like Moses is available. You know, I I realized the other day as I was going for a walk, um, and when I go on these walks, I mean, you hear me talk about going on these walks, but when I go on these walks, I don't have music. I really don't do phone calls. I just walk and I listen and I watch and I wait But what I realize is for most of my life, I have not made myself available consistently. I mean, you know, when I needed something from God, you know, I would be present or, you know, but for the most part, you know, I was running around, you know, and asking him to accommodate my schedule. And maybe you'll relate with that. You know, I would say, like, well, you know, I mean, he, he'll understand, right? Like, I'm really, really busy. You know, I've got a, I've got a lot to get done. I have a ton of responsibilities. You know, I'm, I'm pretty important. You know, and 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 I have a lot of people that are depending on me to to do a good job and to be awesome at what I do because it will help them. And but as I as I read and I reflect on the life of Moses. I see a man that is leading a million people (laughs) to the promised land, you know, and all the complexities that go along with that. And yet he always, he seems to always make himself available to hear from the Lord and to be led by him. And I just started working through that and thinking, wow, How weird it must have been to have all the people coming in and complaining and this is what we need and why aren't we going back and why has God abandoned us and we're hungry and we're thirsty and when are we going to get there and when are we going to get there and when are we going to get there and on and on and on. Not just from a few people in a family or a few co-workers, but no, like a million people. And yet I think he came to this place, Moses did, where he's like, I need to be available to God first. Are all the other things in my life are going to suffer? I wonder, I wonder, I wonder what it would be like for you to make yourself completely available to God to speak and to comfort you. I wonder what that's like for us. You know, and here's the thing I've I've come to understand about God over my life. And even biblically, as I read, is God is a gentleman. And this is what I mean by that is like, he's not going to force himself in there. He's not going to go, you know what? We're in a relationship. Just deal with it. And, and he's going to sit us down and he's going to say, you will, you and I are going to have a relationship and you are going to listen to me. No, 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 no. He's waiting patiently for us to experience all the relation that, the relationship that he has available to us. He's waiting patiently. And, you know, we need him, but the reality is he does not need us. He does not need relationship with us in order to be okay, but we do need relationship with him. And so he waits patiently for us to make ourselves available. And in those times of availability, Where we slow ourselves down, where it's not about getting something out of it. It's just him. He meets us there face to face. You know, the other thing I started thinking through was um, faithfulness. And I thought, you know, and originally I started thinking through obedience, like it's a obedience. And I think that's still true, but I think obedience can be wrapped up into faithfulness. And Moses, you know, does what God asks him to do, whether it's freeing the Israelites from Pharaoh or crossing the Red Sea, you know, he's faithful to God. Faithfulness is, I I think it's one of those enduring qualities, and I think it's the byproduct of a covenant-keeping, you know, person. I started thinking about Patty and I's marriage. And uh, as I remain faithful to the vows and the commitment and the covenant that, uh, that I committed to, year after year after year, it creates a depth. It creates intimacy. And I believe that a faithful, long-lived relationship with God will result in a deep, intimate, face-to-face relationship with him. You know, the other day I'm in the car and I'm just kind of quiet. And I was driving down the road and I sensed God say to me, Jeff, I see you and I love you. And I just started weeping because I believed it. I believed it. I believed it all these years i've <clears throat> followed after him and and I really it's not just to get something in return it's it's that I really do think he sees me and I see him and I love him and and and, and I, I, I this is a a unique period of time in my life, and I'm grateful for that experience and as I work through that and and I challenge myself and I challenge you, you know do you believe that God is a covenant-keeping, relational God that wants to meet you not just in the wilderness but also in paradise? He just wants you, but do you want Him? He wants to have a face-to-face relationship with us, but are we creating space and time to just be with Him? Because God's relational love is available to see to those who seek his face. And so the question I've been working through is this is when was the last time you sensed the relational love of the father? And maybe today, maybe this week, slow down, make yourself available and continue to be faithful as you follow after him. Father God, thank you for your patience. Thank you for your waiting and desiring to have this intimate relationship with us. Spirit of God, would you convict us to be available, convict us to continue to be faithful to you, O covenant-keeping God. So, so today, would you slow down and would you remember to take a breath and reflect and believe that the God of the universe is near to you in your own heartbeat. Until next time.